Welcome to Spirits Podcast, episode 31, Mommy Wada. It's a good one, y'all. Yeah, it is going to be good. I feel like I start every episode saying that, but like, I'm just so I mean, proud of but us. But it's true. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. To begin with, though, Julia, you came in with a book recommendation for me that I think the listeners have to hear about. Yes. Okay. So I actually want to do this more frequently where we talk about stuff that we consumed in the past two weeks. Yeah. Whether it be books or TV shows or podcasts. music or podcasts. So. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, So I just finished this novella. It's by a woman named Nettie Okorafor. It's called Binti, and it's sort of a Afrofuturism space drama kind of thing, and it's fucking beautiful, and the main character is amazing, and I tore through it in, like, two hours, and it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Amazing. And I wanted to recommend this week my favorite murder, which probably all of you have heard probably. of. But just in case there's, like, one or two of you who really likes talking about kind of macabre, you know, kind of, like, nerdy subjects, like two, you know, friends who are women talking about things. That and sounds just, like, familiar. being really, you know, funny and open and kind of dark about stuff. Like, my favorite murder is so good it is. and i just binged um their back catalog i started listening you know roughly a year ago but had listened to the first few episodes and oh god it's so good i'm glad you finally got around to it oh, it's so good just talking about murder just yes. talking about murder just and like and like true crime in a way that isn't super exploitative because it's yes. like also like ladies like reckoning with the fact that yeah. it's like a true crime genre oh it's so good yeah moving on from that we got a lot of feedback on last week's episode we and sure i kind of want to address it sure i hear you guys i know i don't pronounce stuff right and i know it's very easy for me to go ahead and pronounce stuff right so from here on i'm gonna do my due diligence and i'm going to do my best to pronounce it uh <laughs> i'm just gonna leave that in yeah, thank you so yeah, much no you're welcome i'm gonna do my best to pronunciate and correctly. pronounce stuff correctly yes we uh you know we we want to we want to learn shit here and even though it's us drinking and chatting and we do that literally every not every day the drinking part but we chat every Whoa. day <laughs> but we chat every day so i think it's easy for us to just be like oh it's just casual it's just chatting it's fine mm. but like there are you know tens of thousands of you which is so incredible and flattering and we definitely want to do our due diligence and do our best to like represent these myths yeah we know. don't want anyone thinking that we're looking down on anything or we're disrespecting the cultures that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, not giving it its, its due time, yes. which we want to do. We definitely are going to consider that and do our best going forward. We sure will. And and do you know what helps us do that, Julia? I do know what helps us do that. Money. Patrons. Patrons. Being able to, to treat this show like the part-time job that it's been for over a year now. Yes. Thank you first and foremost to our supporting producer-level patrons, Leanne Davis, Shannon Alford, Phil Fresh, Catherine Addington, Christina Rogers, and Dorian Schuler Teachout. We love you so much, and we are so grateful for your ongoing support. Uh, but also, it's so great when we can add people to the family, and we have had several join in the last two weeks. Ben Griffin, Nocturnal Druid. God, I love your name. Such a good name. Uh, Christian, friend of the show and upcoming guest, uh, Maggie, Jessica, and Wendy. Thank you so, so much you for guys joining. rock. You are the half mermaid serpent spirits of our hearts. Ooh. And Which half mermaid? Which half serpent? You'll find out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Never shake your shoulders at me like that again. <laughs> I just did the uh, Shaquille O'Neal shoulder shake at Amanda, <laughs> and she did not like that at all. <laughs> you did. Uh, beautiful. So listen, y'all, if you haven't joined us on Twitter and Facebook, we post amazing gifts all the time. Julia does a like classical art meme Friday that I don't know, it doesn't have a name yet, but it's just no, super it's fucking just, exciting. It's, uh, it's myth meme Fridays. Myth meme Friday. That's what it I'm is I'm into now. it. God. So find us at Spears Podcast. Okay, so there are a couple of days left in Tripod, which is this month of making people who aren't aware of podcasts aware of podcasts. So 
If you have some time, you can go to our website. We have a list of stuff uh, under the hashtag podgalantine. Yeah, spiritspodcast.com slash podgalantine. We put it together in February, but it's totally valid for March as well. Or if you guys have like a specific topic, a specific, you know, genre that you're looking for, that you're looking for recommendations for, we're here to help. Just, you know, message us, send us an email, message us on Twitter. We are happy to help you out. Shout out to Chris Pritchett Sr., who uh, recently tweeted us that he taught a 55-year-old man how to download podcasts on his iPhone in order to listen to us. And that's amazing. And you're doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much. In South Texas oil fields. Amazing. So listen, if if you guys successfully are able to teach a parent, a grandparent, a friend, a coworker, um, you know, a, a baby cousin who doesn't know what these RSS feeds are all about, how to listen to podcasts, totally let us know and we will shout you from the rooftops. My grandma listens to our podcast. Hi, grandma. She usually asks me to stop cursing so much. Grandma, I'm really sorry. It's all my fault. And I'm looking forward to having dinner with you this summer. Love you. Love you too. Without That's further, about it, right? Yeah, let's do it. I was going to do your part there. Let's oh do it. Oh my gosh. No, episode, I'm not going to do it now. I was going to say, that would feel kind of weird on episode 31. Go ahead. All right, folks. Enjoy Spirits Podcast episode 31, Mommy Wada. So anyone who's listened to the show before knows we are super into water spirits. I'm kind of transfixed by drowning, so I'm not going to lie. I know, you totally are. It's really (laughs) weird. Last last episode, or yeah, last episode we talked about like how every Irish person knows a family member who's drowned. And someone tweeted me like, I have two family members who drowned. There we go. My my first, my first response to the tweet was good. But then I was like, no, not good. (laughs) Not not what I meant. What's what's good is that I'm not alone. But what's bad is that like your two family members drowned and like so did mine. And I'm so sorry. Not so great. So we have talked a lot about like Ireland and Scotland drownings and whatnot. Just lots of lots of puddles just deep enough to drown a child. But I think we should go a little bit further south. All right. Um, to the continent of Africa. Beautiful. Specifically Southeast Nigeria. Amazing. Um, and we're going to talk about a spirit today called Mamiwata. Awesome. Is is it mother of water? Yeah, let's talk about that name for a second. Cool. Uh, it's a great segue you just put me in there. Oh, you're I appreciate welcome. it. Um, so it's pretty straightforward, but as I was doing research for this episode, I kind of spiraled down this sort of linguistics rabbit hole. Amazing. Mamiwata is pidgin English pronunciation of the word mammy or mother and water, obviously. Now, I didn't know what pidgin was, so I had to look it up. And it's basically when you have two groups that don't speak each other's languages, kind of think of the age of exploration with white dudes discovering, in quotes, new cultures. Yeah, not Uh, caring enough to learn the languages of the places that they were coming. Yeah, well, the problem was they didn't have any language in common. Yeah, yeah. So pidgin is this sort of grammatically simple communication that comes from that that idea that they don't have a language in common, so they have to speak very simply in their own languages yeah, until like they figure out what's happening. Functional, like let's get communication going language. Right. So it becomes the simplified version of both languages that can create a point of access while not being completely grammatically correct on either side. Yeah, but also kind of like that's evolution, right? It's yeah. Like, it's like finding finding a way to get the job done. Right. That's how language evolves. Exactly. And it's really interesting. Another interesting thing is actually if a pidgin language becomes the primary language of a group, the language is then referred to as a Creole language. Like Haitian Creole. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Isn't that cool? It is really cool. That's amazing. I know. And like, and it's so cool. I mean, English is, is sort of a Creole of, you know, kind of like Anglo-Saxon and, mm-hmm. and Germanic and 
you know, various other in, uh, influences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tracing and, and the fact that it's hundreds of years old makes it harder to do so. But mm-hmm. like tracing the kind of origins of various words is just a thing that I love to do. It is uh, super cool. And it's so much more immediate and, and easy to access when you are studying a Creole or a pidgin language. Right. And I, I just, I think that's awesome. And I feel like it is a really interesting representation of the spirit that we're going to talk about. I'm so pumped. Mamiwata is worshipped across many traditions uh, in Africa um, in different kind of forms and even worshipped in North America and the Caribbean. Hmm. However, her story is most deeply rooted in the traditions of the people who are indigenous to the southeast of Nigeria, like I said. Uh, and that includes the Efek, the Ibubio, and the Anan people. And I think I pronounced all of those right. I hope so. Cross my fingers. Doing our best. Um, So she spread through trade routes. The tradition kind of spread through trade routes. Uh, It started in Nigeria and then spread as far north as Senegal and as deep south and east as Zambia. So this method of spreading meant that in many areas she was being adapted according to the culture. So usually that meant she was being combined with or was absorbing the attributes of other local spirits and goddesses of water. Yeah. Which I love. You know how much I love a good synchronization. I know you do, especially when it's something as kind of elemental. Yes. Um, as, you know, water or birth or life or death. Like it's every every kind of person and group of people, you know, based on their particular traditions and their geography puts their own particular spin on a thing. So mm-hmm. I love when we can study like the umbrella of Mamiwatas, you know, that are like spread across the continent. So let's talk about who Mamiwata is. So Mamiwata, as her name implies, and as I've mentioned already, is a water spirit. We've kind of talked a lot about the complicated relationship that humans have with water, and Mamiwata is pretty much the embodiment of those complicated issues. She's basically, if water was X's, she would be that one you have really complicated feelings for whenever they <laughs> pop up on social media, you know? Uh, Julia, you know that I know. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, that was, a, that was a deep cut there. That huh? hurt. That hurt. I'm I, like, sorry. sat back in my chair You did. You, like, because... I didn't even finish the sentence. And you were like, nope, nope, backing out. Because, because it's true. It's, oh. Yeah. It's the flash of, like, the regret and, and you know... Memories, yep, and love and hatred, yep, and feeling superior and feeling like like dumb and and not wanting to regret it at all because YOLO. But also like, why <laughs> did you give up four years of your life? <laughs> you doing okay? I'm fine. You good? All right. I'm good. I'm cool. Good. Okay. So, Mami Wada. Yes. Um, she's associated with water, obviously, the sea, mermaids, markets, divination, healing, luck, money, and music, which all sound pretty dope. Why would you need any other goddess? I mean, really, right? <laughs> she's amazing. Let's dive into this. Um, so there's a reason she's oh, associated with... I just realized. So our our kind of like tagline is a drunken dive into myths and legends. Yeah. And we didn't even know that water spirits were going to be so our jam when, we made, when we made that tagline. Damn. And so here we are. Go us. Do you know what I want? What? I want a t-shirt of various water spirits. Yeah. All like gathered around us. Yes, yes, yes. I just want like a pool party with water spirits. Fucking someone yes, make that's this it. for us in like mod cloth bathing suits. Oh my god! Oh my so god! Cute. With like a like a selkie and a kelpie just like petting each other's hair. I can't. 
Oh my God. Artists, oh, we know so you're cute. listening. We just want fan art. It would be so cute though. <sighs> okay. So the reason I listed mermaids in that mix there, in case you didn't catch it. Yep. Um, the reason she's associated with mermaids is because of her appearance in most stories. Okay, so which is what? in many stories, she is a mermaid-like figure. Usually she has a woman's form, which is naked from the waist up. Okay. Um, and then the lower part of her body is either a fish or a serpent. Ooh. Yes, because in uh, Africa they have uh, anacondas which yes. and other serpents that are also aquatic as big, well big as... daddy serpents. Yes, uh, that are aquatic as well as living on land. Um, what? You didn't know anacondas were aquatic? <gasps> They, like, swim across rivers and stuff. (laughs) Oh, God. Did I just ruin all water for you forever? I thought, I thought, like, piranhas were bad enough and, like, parasites that could get in through your vagina. But now we have to talk about fucking partial water. I am... Yeah. 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 Why does that exist? (laughs) Because nature is cruel. Oh, my God. Julia, you've like brought back all kinds of specters. I mean, less so two minutes. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna need a drink. Okay, well, keep drinking. I will keep drinking, old man. Keep drinking, old okay. man. Drank the whole <laughs> night through. Okay, so the association with her being part fish or snake is actually uh, linked to the fact that historically West Africa has a lot of manatees in the rivers, which I love manatees. Manatees are adorable. They are. They fucking... used to be my favorite animal as sea a child. Cow. Yeah, sea, sea cow's cow. adorable. It's the cow of the sea, sea, sea. The assumption is that a lot of times these manatees, adorable sea cows, were in the shadows of rivers, confused for mermaids. Exactly. If you're a sailor and you've been, a, you know, away long enough, and you're like, you know, wanting enough, <laughs> sure, any any vaguely oblong shape is going to look like a woman. I'll just fuck it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, a lot of the cultures in West Africa call manatees mamiwadas. Huh. Which is adorable. I Adorbs. think that's real cute. That's how she looks in some stories. In other stories, she's just human looking, a human looking woman. But she's usually either decked out in expensive baubles. So like watches, mm. necklaces, pearls, that sort of thing. Um, or she has a snake wrapped around her waist and its head is resting between its her breasts. Uh, that sounds so badass and great. Uh, so the snake is actually super important um, because it's both a sign of her divinity and a nod to the fact that she's also related to divination. Divination meaning the finding of water. No, like seeing the future. Oh. Yeah. Which I think is cool. So she... That's... that's- Dowsing is yes, finding water. Yes, dowsing oh, okay. is what you're All thinking right. of. Got it. So depending on the area, she can either have anything from straight to extremely curly hair, but it's usually combed back, hmm. which is supposed to be a sign of her opulence. Um, and even in some stories, she takes the form of a man so she can walk through the markets and streets of local towns. Yeah, depending on like the culture and kind of social, yeah. social norms. Uh, but more often or not, she's portrayed as a woman. But let's talk about her stories. You know, yeah. she's seeming pretty cool so far. We're into it. I know. The appearance is, is, is pretty great. And I can see why I, I Googled the name earlier to make sure I was spelling it right. And the first Google autocomplete was Amiwata ta- uh, Tattoos. Yes. Uh, which maybe it's because I've been Googling tattoo stuff a bunch. That's uh, probably... Such as like what level of flaking is normal for a oh, color no. shaded tattoo. I'm just I'm just raining blue and green all over are my you, couch. Are you uh, at a good level of flaking? I am at a I am at peak flake okay. when it comes to my, my new tattoo. But anyway. it's an acceptable level of flaking is my issue. Yeah, no, no, okay, it's good. acceptable. No, it's totally fine. Follow me on That's Fair's podcast to see a photo of it. Anyway, uh, and yes, yeah, so apparently there's lots of dope mommy mommy. Mami Wata tattoos. 
And because she's amazing, and you'll see why. Yes. So in most stories, uh, Mami Wada comes across people, usually followers, but sometimes they're just random people, who are swimming or boating in her waters. Um, She abducts them. Okay. uh, And then brings them to her gorgeous, beautiful realm, which is either underwater, in the spirit world, or both. Uh, that sounds great. And it makes a lot of sense to me that the spirit world would be underwater. Yeah. Because it's like, it's inaccessible. It's huge, right? Like, like it's, it's multitudinous. Yeah. Um, there's like weird, amazing shit that happens down there. Uh, as we covered in our 30 minutes and 30 minutes episode, yeah. uh, anniversary bonanza with the like fucking the kingdom like, made out of from sea lions in the sea lions. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes she'll keep these people she abducts forever. But oftentimes they're allowed to return to their world. She gives them the choice. Um, When they return, their clothes are dry. Cool. um, And they've come to a better spiritual understanding of the world. Huh. um, Because they've been taken by Mami Wada. And returning means that they've been blessed by her. Which means they become more relaxed. Okay. More attractive. Great. And usually more wealthy. Uh, I see no downsides here. (laughs) There's really not anything. So wait, what is is the, the other side of the choice? Like, why would one stay with her? Because uh, it's a beautiful it's land like in the spirit world. Oh, okay. And Got it. it's an opulent castle. Got That's it. great. Got it. Here's another story. Okay. One day, a man is boating down the river. He sees a naked woman sitting on a rock by the edge of the water. She's combing her hair with a beautiful, ornate comb and is looking at her reflection in a beautiful mirror. She sees the man and she dives into the water, fleeing his sight. Okay. But in her haste, she leaves behind the expensive items. Don't ever look in that mirror. Um, the boatman, of course, takes the expensive items and oh returns God. home. No. Like you do. Um, when he goes to sleep. To be th- fair, I probably would too. I mean, yeah. Um, when he goes to sleep that night, Mami Wada comes to him in his dreams and gives him two options. Okay. Return the items and be sexually faithful f- to her or suffer bad fortune for the rest of his life. Best case scenario, he returns the items and only sleeps with her forever. Yes. Okay. The man, of course, returns the items. Was this snake mommy wata or fish mommy wata? I feel uh, like that would make a difference. I, I feel like it was human mommy wata. Okay. Because okay. they're, they're going to have sex <laughs> and he probably isn't fucking a fish. I don't know. Maybe that's his thing. That was my question. I don't I, yuck a yum. I don't yuck a yum. Okay, so the man, of course, he returns the items and is visited often by Mami Wada and grows wealthier and healthier each time she returns. <laughs> oh my god. She's great. It's like the opposite of a succubus. It, it 100% is, and it's, I wrote that down in my notes. Oh my god, really? Okay, okay. So, which leads to this really interesting concept of sexuality that uh, comes to Mami Wada, because Mami Wada is also associated with uh, sexual liberty and stuff like that. This is a goddess who is associated with sex and love in a positive way, not like a weird seductress succubus kind of way so rare but she also insists on sexual fidelity for her lovers huh um so which like obviously like bending the the kind of normal you know statute of things where there's like a, a male patriarch and many women who are expected to be faithful to him and he can you know kind of do whatever she is basically the opposite of our beloved fuck father my boy zeus wow she, she is, is she's she is the fuck mother she is the fuck mother but like in a, in a good way, way in the best way um, which I'm super into. I oh feel like culturally there's always this double standard of a yeah. dude can sleep with as many women as he wants and he's a player and that's cool. Right. But if a which woman is does also it, like super destructive to men who right. don't necessarily want to live up to that thing or like feel a lot of pressure and like, it's just, it sucks for everybody. Right. And if a woman does it, she's slut shamed. Right. Um, but this is kind of that divine opposite and I'm Ugh. so about it. So good. I'm she so like sets it. the curve against which Zeus's 
you know, fuck, fuckiness is like yes. graded. Yes. 100%. She is the one. He is the 10. Yeah. On, so on a scale of one to Zeus, how much of a fuck boy is this fuck boy? Or on a scale of one to Amiwata, how amazing is this woman that you want to be like? Yes. Yeah. I, oh, God, so I love good. it so much. So good. So then we move on to her aspect of healing. Okay. Um, like I mentioned before, the people in her favor tend to lead healthier, longer lives. Amazing. Which also like being sexually satisfied and like happy and, and healthy you know, like, and wonderful. That, that shit all goes hand in hand. Yeah. So interestingly. It's kind of like the secret. About yes. Which we it is the earlier secret. <laughs> the secret is fucking a fish woman. I don't, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Not going to yucky yum. But maybe that'll bring you wealth and happiness. Maybe. If someone comes down with an incurable disease, it's said that this person was chosen by Mamiwata, um, and only she will be able to cure them. Which I find a little weird and a little, like, opposite of what she's supposed to be all about. But I think it's supposed to be a representation of you have to believe in her and then she will cure you. Yeah, and, like, the the kind of depths of her power. You know, like, like a problem so bad that only she can solve right. it type situation. Yeah, sort of the pray to God because he's the only one who can heal you. When the Hail Mary pass. Yes, the Hail Mary pass for incurable diseases. Sure. Uh, uh, as a child, I thought that the Hail Mary pass was like a problem so bad that you had to go to confession about it because then they would prescribe you Hail Marys and you'd have to do them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was a football thing. Until probably I was like 17 and on Tumblr and saw it as oh related to Friday God. Night Lights. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that thing that it was related to? Friday Night Lights. Okay, I thought, you, I thought you just said Friday Lights. I'm like, that is not what it's called <laughs> at all. <laughs> You're missing a key word in there. Uh, okay, sorry. But sorry. It, like, it makes a certain amount of sense because for people who aren't sure. Catholics, like you do something really bad and mm-hmm. like you're so eaten up with guilt about it, which is just your natural life state. <laughs> that <laughs> Irish Catholic guilt. Because so, you have to go to Father Gallagher and, yeah. and talk to him about what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a kind of creepy dude. He's still alive, by the way. Yeah, I never found him kind of creepy. But, but just, right. just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just I just like, wanna, the concept of confession can be creepy. I don't want to just like talk about all my all my bad thoughts to, to an, an older guy who I'm going to see in, in the Associated Supermarket later. Yeah, that's true. I know. Anyway. Okay. Point being, anyway, they would pr- prescribe you prayers and Hail Mary and like various mm-hmm. things to do, acts of penance, uh, and then you would be absolved of your sins. And so I thought, that like when you have to like do the Hail Mary pass y'all like do the Hail Mary it's it's about like it's so bad you have to go to confession and like see in the middle of the football game <laughs> not no, no, just like or just like a politician just try something crazy and yeah. stuff it's like oh my god well, they must have I don't know he was Catholic but he was a god in confession and just like tried really hard and like went <laughs> younger you is such a fucking nerd man uh, I love you Thank you. Okay. Getting back to Mommy Wada and her healing and everything after that ridiculous Hail Mary bullshit. Barren women were often associated uh, with praying to Mommy Wada, who was also supposed to be barren. Oh. Um, however, Mommy Wada was less likely to cure this affliction because if a woman was to give birth and become a mother, she would be spiritually distant from Mommy Wada. A woman who has a child is more likely to lose favor with the goddess uh, by having children. Wow. Yeah. That's a really 
interesting like complication to introduce to a goddess who is otherwise just like pretty dope breaking the patriarchy yeah. you know and, and just like living her life right because I find it frustrating when there's a like spinster aunt character who mm-hmm. like is either evil or creepy and that and those characteristics are sort of chalked up to the fact that she like never married or never had children like those are meant to be like oh like she's unfulfilled in like the most important ways and so therefore she's like evil slash weird slash creepy slash kind of whatever right breaking the societal norm which is the same thing that happened with the Salem witch trials most of the women yes. who were accused were ones who didn't have children or single were married. Or married late or mm-hmm. were like married but like away from their husbands and stuff right and so point being like if she's otherwise like really great and in charge of her own life uh, you know i don't want to think that those things are only because she is like barren you know and, right. and is only able or kind of excused to live this errant life because she is like physiologically you know it's quote-unquote incapable right. of like living up to the expectation right and i feel that uh, that is definitely a downside on the other hand but maybe she just like a complicated character yeah and everyone should be yeah so we're gonna talk a little bit about her worship now so her worship is extremely diverse because it spans across so many cultures and continents yeah um but one of the more interesting methods that her followers uh do is that they dance until they fall into a trance Whoa. Um, which makes them susceptible to being possessed by the spirit. Okay. So Mami Wada will then come and speak through that person. Um, at this point, she is given offerings. Usually they are gifts of delicious food or drink, alcohol, fragrant objects like powder, incense, perfume, soap, that sort of thing, and expensive goods like jewelry. In modern worship, stuff like Coca-Cola, designer perfume, and fancy washes are really popular gifts. Interesting. Like the kind of fanciest imports from other places or the like highly yeah. consumerist culture? I yeah. don't know. Also, sunglasses are a really big one. Wow. Yeah, she loves a good pair of sunglasses. That's amazing. That reminds me of like walking in the like giant malls of Dubai and just seeing all these like fucking incredible like Emirati women Mm -hmm. and like tourists from India and Pakistan and Bangladesh and other places just like decked out in like you know, Burberry hijab, right. Dior sunglasses, Into like it. fucking just so like clearly so rich and mm-hmm. just like loving it. I don't know. Yeah. That's a great image. And it's really cool. Right. I yeah. do like that a lot. Um, so we also talked a little bit about representation of a spirit's colors when we talked about the Urzulis in Haitian voodoo. Yeah. Um, so that's also a theme that plays with Mami Wada as well, particularly in Nigeria but in other places of her worship, her devotees wear red and white to represent the duality of her. Traditionally, red represents death, destruction, heat, maleness, physicality, and power, mm-hmm. while white represents death, but also symbolizes beauty, creation, femaleness, new life, spirituality, translucence, water, and wealth. <laughs> A lot of things. That cla- and, and also that classic, like, you know, rebirth renewal and destruction mm-hmm. kind of cycle of death and yeah. life um, and water yeah like, that's always every single water myth we talked about it's been like half death and half rebirth yes that is true um so with mommy water she combines the physicality and power to her followers and then also represents that beauty femininity spirituality water and wealth so it's kind of like this beautiful balancing of the good with the bad yeah uh which i feel like represents water so well mm-hmm. because you have these you know, major cities are built by waterways because they're ports of trade and it power makes it, and wealth. Yeah, exactly. Right. All these things. But you're also experiencing things where if you go swimming in the wrong river, it's rip tides, it's strong currents, it's 
crazy yeah, animals that's going to eat you, like those anacondas. Tsunamis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remind me of the anacondas. I will. <laughs> and maybe that is a more positive reading of this kind of like fertility question with Mami Wata. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe it's about like, you know, if, if life deprives you of one kind of happiness and gift, mm-hmm. maybe you can find it in another place. And so, again, we see this with, like, the spinster aunt archetype of, like, maybe she doesn't have a traditional family and children, but she is, like, a fucking badass world-traveling, like, lots of hat boxes, like, seeing and adventuring and, and kind of doing all kinds of stuff. Um, so maybe it's, it's you know, not the traditional, necessary, like, fertile and heteronormative kind of family happiness, but mm-hmm. it's, it's her own version of happiness and fulfillment. Right, and I also like that this character who so often women are uh, defined by whether or not they can give birth or not yeah Um, and we have this character who represents femininity represents beauty and you know this opulence and wealth and isn't able to give birth her followers are her children and it's absolutely beautiful yeah and i i love that we don't have to sacrifice one thing for another kind of in this method for sure. And like, we get jealous, like people get jealous, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so if the whole like appealing to her for help and then having children and being kind of more distant from her, you know, fair enough. Like yeah. that happens in life. Mm-hmm. Like you grow up and some of your friends have kids and some of them don't. And you know, like maybe you don't want it to be true, but like the fact is like your relationship is different and your lives are taking different ways. You know, I, I really love when like the gods display characteristics and kind of acknowledge parts of humanity that are otherwise hard for us to face up to. Um, whether it's again, like jealousy, rage, you know, infertility or impotence, like things that you don't necessarily want to, you know, uh, you know, acknowledge, know, acknowledge. Yeah. But you know, they happen and like they happen with gods as well. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good point. One last talking point, And then we can really dive into how we feel about Mamiwata. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at, while I was doing research, I was looking at some theories as to what Mamiwata is meant to represent in the modern age. And someone was saying something about her representing the current African condition that in a world of globalization, African cultures crave the riches of the rest of the world, but can't achieve it, which sounds sounds like some white Eurocentric Eurocentric bullshit to me. Thank you. That's exactly what I thought. Because what you're doing is you're taking a female spirit who has always been associated with wealth because water is means wealth everywhere in the world. Water means wealth. Whether wealth means like, like, food and fish or power to power a mill or like access to global trade routes, like water equals wealth so much of the time. Right. And what they're doing is they're taking this amazing spirit who represents that wealth and culture. Um, and they're turning her into this almost vain conniving character when you put her through this lens of uh, consumerism. Yeah, please don't. It's so frustrating. I was like, oh wow, this is like a really interesting article. And then they started breaking this down. I'm like, oh no, fuck this shit. <laughs> like literally fuck this. <laughs> On a scale of Mami Wata to Zeus, that is like a Zeus plus one. That is a Zeus plus one. Fuck father level territory. God. No, but so I really want to talk about if we're looking at a modern representation of Mami Wado, what that means to you. Yeah. Just from, you know, us talking about it in this episode. Well, at, at a basic level, if Mami Wata has always represented like, you know, riches and goodness and wealth and, and enjoying your life, you know, and, and like being successful, um, like, of course, that's going to look physically and in offerings and stuff different in 2017 than it would in, you know, 1817 mm-hmm. or earlier. So like, uh, you know, if back then it was, you know, beads and incense and, you know, perfumed and colorful and beautiful things and food, you know, today, like, 
you know, perfume and watches are also in that category. Yeah. So I don't think it cheapens or demeans that tradition in any way to, mm-hmm. to kind of morph the tradition to fit your current reality, which is all of mythology. Like that's all of what we talk yeah. about. It reminds me of those posts where someone uh, was talking about how if you put phones in the hands of sculptures, suddenly these these sculptures, yes. like ancient Greek sculptures that represented, you know, um, female empowerment and uh, sort of the beauty and elegance and grace of women. Through the male lens. Through the right. male lens. If you put a phone in their hand where they're taking a selfie, suddenly she's vain. Suddenly she's self-obsessed. Suddenly she's, right. you know, just a terrible human being. And I feel like that is the same thing that's happening with Mami Wada when we're talking about her in a yeah. modern lens. She's being misconstrued. Uh, through the lens of modernism. And I don't like that. And I think selfie culture and and kind of um, self-care culture. I thought you said selkie culture for a second. I'm like, oh, we're talking about selkies now. I would love to. Always. Uh, Selfie culture Mm -hmm. and self-care is also a really interesting lens to view this on. Because one of the reasons that I love this myth so much is that she is just like a dope woman living her life and like having male consorts and like enjoying food, you know, and, and like enjoying her life. Just like enjoying carnal pleasures as yeah. a whole. Food, perfume, sex. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like similar to Kali, where it was like mm-hmm. a like a goddess defined by her appetite, which mm-hmm. I'm so fucking into. I fucking um, love that. But that I think is why like self-care has been such a big part of like the feminist internet over the last few years. And like it's a you know, complicated subject. Like some people kind of criticize the concept of self-care because it is so often like turned into a sort of consumerist calling card or vehicle being like, Hey, the world sucks. Buy stuff. Like that's not, that's not the point. But the point is like, shit is complicated and and you can like be part of the struggle and, and you can be advancing good causes and you can be like here advocating for living for others, like being a goddess they can serve and also be jealous and also like carnal pleasures and also, you know, want your followers to give you cool incense and perfume in their offerings. Sure. And so like, I am, I am just here for complicated women. I am here for complicated goddesses because one of the downsides of not seeing yourself represented in media and culture and history is that, you know, you feel pressured to live up to this, um, this like ideal, this like really flattened picture of what you are supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So whether it's, you know, Asian Americans looking for themselves in media and seeing like bit parts or funny parts and never like the romantic lead, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's one example. Or, you know, queer kids growing up and seeing like the effeminate gay male character, like the butch lesbian on TV, if they're lucky. And like, those are the only examples that are available to Mm -hmm. them. Um, like in a broader sense, not being able to see just like complicated figures in history who match you, you know, it, it sucks. And so to be able to like read these myths in the way that we do and to be like, this goddess is just like fucking loving it, you know, and, and also being complicated. And, you know, she is here to like help women who are infertile, but then maybe she doesn't want to be faced with them. And maybe they are more distant from her because Mm -hmm. it rubs in them one thing that she doesn't have, you know? And like that, that is just, to me, I, I'm choosing to read it as, you know, a, a woman who is, complicated and real and that I can look up to and be different from and similar to and learn from and be inspired from and also be inspired as to what I don't want to be. I don't want to be like a jealous person who is, Mm -hmm. you know, mad at things that my friends don't have, but like, I feel that feeling sometimes. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know that that's what I take away. And and that's what I like. That was 
perfect and beautiful and so well said. I loved it. I honestly have nothing more to say. I think you summed up everything that I did want to say about Mamiwata. On the other hand, now I know about fucking anacondas. Thank you, Julia. You're welcome. God, I can't. I can't. Hey, hey. Why do they swim? Why do they swim? How do they swim? By wiggling. Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway, stay creepy. Stay cool and stay out of the water. Spirits was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Subscribe to Spirits on your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Spirits Podcast. On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind-the-scenes photos, audio extras, director's commentary, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings. If you like the show, please share with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.